Hi, and welcome back from the Pointer Institute. I'm Jill Geisler. Today, what great bosses know about power, 10 types of power, and why they're so important. Let me share the backstory to this list, though. Last weekend, I was invited to Duquesne University to deliver the commencement speech to the School of Leadership and Professional Advancement. I obtained my master's degree in leadership studies from that same school in 2004, so you can imagine what a thrill it was to address this year's graduates. And when I thought about what I would say to them, I focused on the subject of power. In fact, I challenged them to be power-hungry leaders. And we laughed about that because those words sound uncomfortable on the surface. But we shouldn't worry about craving power, provided we use that power for good in service of important values. So that's why I told them, more power to you. That's what I entitled the talk. And then I listed 10 that I thought they should have. I'm going to share that list with you. That makes this podcast a little longer than usual, just a wee bit, but I hope you'll stay with me for these 10 powers. Number one, I wish them the power of appreciation and told them I often ask a class of managers who in here gets too much feedback, and I rarely have anybody raise their hand because employees at all levels are starving for feedback, working for bosses who say, if you don't hear from me, assume you're doing a good job, or I don't praise people for doing what they're supposed to do. And then we wonder why some organizations struggle with employee engagement. I wish them, number two, the power of encouragement. I told them that somewhere at that very moment there was a 5K run underway, runners trying for a personal best, showing support for a cause, or just trying to stay healthy. And they're nearing a hill, and some are winded, and they're wondering about the wisdom of this adventure. And then... There's a band off to the side, and it's playing that theme from Rocky. And the people are poised to clap nearby loud, and they're holding crazy signs like the one I saw that said, they're running out of beer at the finish, hurry up. And somehow, the power of encouragement provides people a second wind. So when life and work get challenging, for whom will you provide that second wind? I wish them, number three, the power of critical thinking. I told them the most important thing my academic career taught me is how much I don't know and why continuous learning happens through critical thinking. It's why questions are such important tools and why assumptions need to be explored before they're embraced and why biases and blind spots can overtake our best selves or what we think to be our best selves unless we are vigilant. Number four, I wish the power of optimism. I told them emotions are contagious, and when you're a person of influence, people look to you for cues and for clues. You know, we all know people who make the workplace better and brighter by just showing up. They combine realism and pragmatism with hope and a relentlessly positive outlook, and that's why we want to be part of that person's team. I wish them, number five, the power of resilience. What do I mean by resilience? It's the space and time between disappointment and recommitment between sorrow and healing, between offense and forgiveness, between setback and, so what, I'll try it another way. So I said, may your space and time be a short and sturdy bridge that takes you and those you lead from darkness into light. I wish them number six, the power of laughter. You know, I write in my book, Work Happy, What Great Bosses Know, that my guiding values of leadership are humanity, integrity, and levity. Levity, not cruel or crude, just humor that brings genuine laughter and happiness into teams and relationships. And I said, may you have the power to bring smiles to the faces of others and to laugh at yourself. 
Number seven, I wish the power of collaboration and told him my secret. It's not all that complicated. Find out what makes a great day at work for someone who does a job you don't do. Learn what their bosses expect from them and who people in their field mention when they talk about the all-time greats. And find out what obstacles get in the way of their success and discover their personal hopes and dreams. And you can become a powerful collaborator, known for inclusion, listening for untold stories and unheard voices. You'll span boundaries and break barriers. And then I wish the power number eight, the power of apology. You know, true leaders, when they make a mistake, put taking personal responsibility above saving face. They step up, they fess up, and they don't use some squishy passive voice saying, mistakes were made. No, bold, active voice. I let you down. And not a Weasley conditional, if anyone was offended, but a bold, definitive, I was wrong. Apology is the hallmark of integrity. Number nine, I wish the power of choice. I told them, you've been patient with me through eight powers now as I took the liberty of imposing my list on you. But you have equally, if not better thoughts about the power you'd most like to have. And everything we know about motivation says autonomy, the power to choose, is a potent intrinsic motivator. We're more likely to embrace ideas and solutions of our own creation. So I paused, told them before I get to number 10, they could choose number nine. Invite your personal number nine. I'd be quiet for a few moments as they chose their preferred power. And then I invited them when they had it to stand up and stay standing. And that's what they did. And then as they stood there proudly, I wished them number 10. It was the power of love. I told him I was tempted to make number 10 the power of inspiration, but on reflection, I chose the power of love. Because I believe at the root of all inspiration, you'll find love. Love of country, love of faith, of nature, of one's vocation, love of people who are dear to us. To inspire is simply to put a big, beautiful frame around that love so it's on display for all to share. And that's how I wanted to leave them. I told them, framed in love. I said there are people who would have treasured being with you here today but couldn't be. And I asked them to pause again for a moment Close their eyes if they'd like and see those faces and feel that love. And they did that. And then I asked them to turn their attention to the loved ones who were there today. Said, can you see them? And then I said, loved ones, I know you have cameras with you, so get ready to use them. And graduates, take this moment to share the power of love out loud. A true shout out with whatever words are most meaningful to those who came here to cheer for you. Go for it, I said. And they did just that. And there was a raucous moment and a lot of pictures taken. And I liked that. And that was my bonus, I told them. Power number 11, the power to make a memory. Never miss the chance to make a memory. Being with the graduates was certainly an important memory for me. And I hope you too exercise all of those powers of leadership. And just a reminder, that if you are enjoying these podcasts, there's now a book that takes them to the next level. It's called Work Happy, What Great Bosses Know. You can find it just about anywhere. And if you're listening on iTunes, just know it's also right here on iBooks. I'm Jill Geisler of the Pointer Institute.